Welcome back, gang. Up and down and across the radio network. Now in our 31st year, AJ, a live broadcast every Sunday. Every time you say that, I feel old, man. 31 years. I was like just like barely a teenager when you started doing this show with some old names that we haven't talked about in a while. But yeah, things have changed. Things are moving and grooving here, huh, Pop? LTGLshow.com. Welcome, uh, Dallas, Texas. Uh, KLIF AM 570 uh, Cumulus uh, Affiliate. Hey, it's time for that uh, inspiring segment here. You know, and the NFL never sleeps, especially here on our show. I know, I know for the uh, gambling guru, the sports gambling guru himself, Ryan Kramer, uh, the football season never ends for you, right? Uh, you know, it never ends, and honestly, if there was one thing I could have put on my wish list to Santa, a.k.a. Roger Goodell, is, <laughs> hey, man, hey, maybe we do free agency after March Madness. Like, give me a week to enjoy yeah. the greatest spectacle in all of sports, a.k.a. the first round of March Madness, and then we can talk about all the sweet players the Giants and all these other teams are signing. Yeah. You know, go, uh, well, I was going to just say, you know, you talk about sweet players Let's sum up the week a little bit, sum up the last couple weeks. I mean, this week, a lot of things have happened. I fe- I, I just kind of put on the computer, and all of a sudden, I saw that DJ Chark found a new home. So now he's a Carolina Panther for one year. But, you know, and I thought, he, you know, he could have been a contender to come to New York and play for the Giants. Really don't need that. It looks like James, uh, we've got, who do we have? We have, uh, they just signed. Uh, Jamison Crowder. Jamison Crowder. Like, uh, and again, this is getting interesting because now uh, the Giants now have four players from the University of Georgia, which sounds great. They also have four players from the University of Duke. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that that's that's essentially they, they just keep bringing in these kind of slot type receivers. You have heard Shane and Dable talk about that receivers in their system have to be able to play multiple positions, have to be able to understand the system. And so I, I think what they're doing this year is they're saying, you know, whatever happens in this upcoming season, David Sills will not play a snap for us. I like it. I like the depth. Um, Jamison Crowder, obviously a little past his prime, but can catch a punt, uh, which we know we're going to need uh, one of those guys. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's a vet. Uh, he's a vet. He, he happens to have a relationship with Dan Jones off the field, but he is a vet who I think is going to give Sterling Shepard some assistance in terms of the leadership in that wide receiver room. News. Go ahead, Pop. No, I'm just going to say we're going to go up to Kansas City in about a month for the uh, yeah, draft. About, yeah, it's literally about a month, the draft coming up. And I think that'll also kind of, you know, I think I think that the coming weeks prior to the draft will kind of dictate how things go as well. Because there are a lot of free agents now still on the board, believe it or not. A lot of gone. But there's still a lot available out there. I mean, I'm looking at some of the defensive players, and I mean, like, I know Clowney's been hurt over the years, and uh, you got Leonard Floyd, who I think is definitely needs a home soon. Melvin uh, Ingram, I think, is out there. There's a few guys who I think will be signed, but I, you know, I don't know. You know, the Giants seem to know what – I mean, I think they're winning the offseason, uh, Ryan. I mean, I, I don't know what to say. They're doing a great job. Yeah, I think it's just, you know, we're we're so talent poor and we're so starved to hear about smart signings. Like, don't blow your wad on a guy. Go yeah. sign five guys because this team needs depth. And I think you kind of touched on one of the underlying um, tones of this free agency that people are starting to play the, 
the X-Files music and pull out their tinfoil hats about. But a lot of one-year deals are being signed, a lot of prove-it deals. And, you know, the collusion word is being thrown around for Lamar, but it also kind of just seems like in general, I don't know if this is a product of players realizing they can get more value from a one-year deal and then hit free agency again. It used to be they wanted that five-year deal. And now we're seeing nothing but, uh, you know, a handful of three- and four-year deals, but so many one-year deals. And you mentioned pass rushers. Another guy who actually has played for Wink Martindale before, who mm-hmm. has performed everywhere he's gone, Yannick Ngakwe, who are coming off another, like, decent season. But, again, these guys that aren't the stars, right? Like, we understand that stars get paid. But the guys who aren't the stars, it, it kind of seems like the middle and lower class of the NFL is really dropping down to a place where – the teams are gaining a little bit more control. By the way, great pronunciation. He wins the contest. <laughs> that was awesome. I've done it before. That's the only reason I know that one. <laughs> Don't get me on a rookie. I might not get that one right. <laughs> Go ahead, Pop. I was just going to ask Ryan if he's got any relationship to uh, the late, great Jack Kramer and uh, his son David in the world of tennis who were living from out in his neighborhood. Any, any relationship? You know, uh, there there is a, a widespread Kramer gang in the United States, and I have no knowledge of a relationship to any other Kramers, not the Kramer versus Kramer either. Not Cosmo uh, Kramer. Not Co- although <laughs> shout out to Se- shout out to Seinfeld for deciding to give Cosmo a fir- Kramer a first name while I was a sophomore or freshman in high school. Yeah, yeah, Turns yeah. out Cos- Cosmo is not the best nickname to have when you're a 14 year old <laughs> dude in New Jersey. So uh, yeah, no, I, no relation to any of those guys, unfortunately. All right. Let's uh, talk about Zeke Elliott for a second here. Cause now it comes out just the other day that of course, three teams, three teams, Ryan are, uh, potential uh, landing home, landing spots for him. I think uh, I think one of them was uh, was it Cleveland or no the Bengals, and then one's Philadelphia, and then the Jets. And I'm thinking to myself, like, first of all, why would you ever go to a team that you have hated for so long, right? In Philadelphia, unless they just pay you a ton, which that's not going to happen. So why would you want to go there? I mean, it just I don't know. And then you know you look at like landing spots, these three. And you got to dissect them a little bit here. Who has the potential to win as many games as possible? And if you look at it, especially someone at his age, he wants to win. You know, he's made his money. He'll make a little bit more, but it's not like he's going to be getting any more rich than he already is. So now he wants a championship. He wants to get to the playoffs. Which out of these three, I'm thinking Cincinnati or at least uh, the Jets are both really good ones. Well, the story, the plot has actually thickened since this came out. Really? It, I mean, the, the Eagles PR team essentially put something out saying we have not discussed the idea of bringing on Zeke Elliott. We're not interested in Zeke Elliott. We have running backs that we're, we like. Okay. Uh, the, so it's starting to seem like this is this was put out by Zeke's agent. And we have jokingly talked about, okay. you know, who who gets a job first, Kenny Galladay or Zeke Elliott? I do not know that Zeke has any interest from any team. Wow. I mean, at this point, A, he's going to cost you more than a young kid. Uh B, he's probably going to be more washed up than a young kid. And C, is he going to be a distraction or is he going to be able to do the whole like Emmett Smith on the Cardinals thing where he just is a role player? To me, I, I don't see him landing with any like the Jets maybe because they're they're showing the world they're willing to be dysfunctional to get in the darkness uh, <laughs> dome with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> the but darkness I, I think, dome. 
I think the Bengals and the and the Eagles are well-run organizations who like this is a, this would be a desperation act. And to your point on joining a team that you had been programmed to hate, I guess I can give a pass to the professional guys because they don't view the the colors on the uniform the same way the fans do. But I will say it is a it is a bit of an epidemic in sports. You see guys transfer from Alabama to LSU. You see guys transfer from Oklahoma to Texas. So I do think yeah. there is a certain aspect of the modern athlete who is not taking to the coaching of hating your rival. Yeah. And so yeah, I, I, I on a, as a Giants fan. Nothing would please me more than Zeke uh, joining the Eagles. I just don't think it's going to happen. Well, you know the the Bengals got. I mean, they don't have P. Ryan anymore. As I think, I think he just signed with the Broncos. Oh yeah, great so, signing by the Broncos. Oh, great one. I love P. Ryan. But here's the thing: it's like I mean, they do have some little gap there that they need to fill. I mean, I don't know if Zeke's the guy. I mean, you saw the Cowboys just signed Ronald Jones. Uh, I I don't know what the Cowboys are doing. I think they're the losers of the offseason, like in the, the Giants are the winners, but that's just because, you know, we bleed blue. Converse with Stephen A. Smith. Smith yeah, and Ryan. Stephen A. Smith hates the Cowboys, too. I don't know what the Cowboys are doing. Let's just go there. Let's talk about how bad of a job they're doing, I think, during this offseason. They let their number one receiver go, and I'm not talking about CeeDee Lamb. I'm Schultz? talking about Dalton Schultz. Schultz, he's gone. He's gone. Um, I don't know what's going on there. I don't know. I, I think you're seeing Jerry Jones realizing that he needs to, like he wants to see a championship before his narrative ends. And I think he's starting to make desperate moves. Although hmm. I think Zeke Elliott being cut was a smart move. I think that was a sign that maybe Steven Jones and the younger yes. uh, Jones have kind of come in and said, like, there's no way we get under the cap. If we don't dump, it starts with dumping Zeke. You're right. And, Unfortunately, they're in a tough spot. They did pick up uh, Gilmore, who, by some people's account, is not a washed-up cornerback anymore. But I think everything kind of hinges on Dak. I know that that smart, smart people who I respect in the industry still believe Dak is the best quarterback in the NFC. I just, for me, the, the Cowboys narrative is not a roster-building narrative anymore. We, we're almost, all these moves are almost letting us forget that Mike McCarthy we, they fired their offensive coordinator, who was immediately hired by a, a, by the Chargers. Yeah. And then Mike McCarthy said, oh, you know what, I'm going to call the plays this year. Mm. And so it sounds like we're going to be getting to a Cowboys team that, that's going to want to run the ball more mm. with not Zeke and with Tony Pollard coming off a catastrophic leg injury. So I, I, I think we could be headed towards the glorious situation of Cowboys falling to the basement of the division. I think you see, you know, the Giants are on the come up. The Eagles yeah. obviously are the class. That might be, and that might, it, excuse me, that might be Adam's marriage. This is awesome. <laughs> this oh, is it is. So I mean, good. I, and and <laughs> the Commanders like don't don't look now, but mm -hmm. they do have Eric Bieniemy. They do have a very fun Sam Howell with a bunch of weapons. And I'm still not I'm still not done believing that they could make a late play for Lamar Jackson. Wait, Sam Howell. So wait, who's going to quarterback this team? The, I think the commanders are going to right now it's Sam Howell right now. The public facing commanders uh, talk is Sam Howell is wow. going to be the guy. They're excited. Okay. Eric Bieniemy obviously coming from the chiefs, creative offense, lots of weapons. Mm -hmm. But now that we kind of have heard it out there that no one is going to trade, no one's going to try to go after Lamar until after the draft, because mm -hmm. why would you give up an asset that is useful in, in two weeks or, or four weeks when you can just give it up next year? 
And so I think I think that move could happen after the draft. And I still, from what we understand, the 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 commanders are still a team that could pull it off. They still have the cap flexibility. They still have the interest. And I think at the end of the day, if they're sitting there uh, and, and there's an opportunity to get Lamar Jackson, you got to go get Lamar Jackson. Which I, I would hate as as a fan of the division, obviously. Yeah, I would want. I don't it does want seem like the list of teams that could actually bring Lamar onto the team is shrinking. Okay, um, I got to ask you a question, and you know it might be a little harsh or insensitive, but you know at a certain point in 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 one's life, when you get to a certain age, especially if you're a professional athlete, like you got to just say, "Hey, I had a great run. I, I had a good run." the hell is cam newton doing man like i don't get it like I, I he had some great years he had some good years in the nfl we respected him he got to the big show unfortunately didn't prevail but you know what's he doing and there's players like this that just can't they can't hang him up kind of like uh, hillary clinton <laughs> like anyone anyone in politics they can't give it up either they want to be there forever I don't want to talk politics, but it's the same. This is it's the truth. When you get to a certain point in life, hang it up, right? You know, it's it's a it's the ego, right? It's the it's at the end of the day. I still think I can do a better job than you, whether it's politics, whether it's sports. And right. I think the problem is Cam Newton is watching all of these horrible quarterbacks play <laughs> in the NFL, and he's like, "Hey, I can do I can do a better job yeah. than this." Yeah. And I think honestly, if I'm Cam Newton and I'm hearing uh, the comparisons of Anthony Richardson's t- to me, I- I'm that would get me off the couch because okay. I would I would first point out that Cam Newton played in junior college where he dominated and won a national championship. Anthony Richardson did not do that. Uh, in college, in the SEC, he dominated. One of the most dominant years I've ever seen watching college football, won a national championship. Anthony Richardson, uh, he lost like six games. Size, speed comparison, sure. Anthony Richardson looked great throwing the ball in underwear. Cam Newton looked good throwing the ball on the field mm-hmm. in the beginning. And and so I think I he's a very ego-centric yes, guy. Yes, yes. And I would imagine, like, it irritated me. I'm barely a Cam Newton fan, but it's been irritating me hearing people compare Anthony Richardson to Cam Newton. So I can only imagine what Cam Newton is hearing. And I, I think you also have the aspect of Cam Newton kind of turning into a personality post-football. And what better way to draw a little attention on the old name and improve the name brand for a little bit than to say, hey, I'm going to do a pro day. Which, that's the funniest part, is like these grown-ass men doing pro days like you're gonna what are you gonna show you're gonna show up to florida and do your pro day down there cam (laughs) you know i i think it's odell doing the same thing right like come come watch odell run some routes teams can go watch him get excited about him i'm with you i i think there's nothing worse than watching watching cam newton on the 2020 patriots was not something anyone needed to see and so i'm with you like let's just let's just keep the bar low and get out of here but at least with odell though i mean He's still good. He can, he's coming off an injury. He wants to show that he's good to go. I get that. I think he's got a few years where like, or maybe one or two, you know, these one-year deals now like you talked about. But um, anyways, uh, one more one more thing and I'll, we'll let you go. But, um, you know, let's just get into the fact that basically we're now at a point where I personally believe that I think Aaron Jones, Aaron Aaron uh, Rodgers will become a, a New York Jet. 
But I think, like, we talked about this pop the other day. We were, you know, driving in the car, and, and we were talking about how, like... We are talking about your eagle on number 16. Yeah, right. We were talking about that. But we were talking about the fact that Psychedelic, you know, is basically coming out saying, yeah, pro- you know, I, that's, the, that's, the, that's what the plan is. But the Jets really don't have to move really, f- you know... Like, they want to move fast, but the Packers don't have to move that fast. Like, the Packers feel like, yeah, well... You know, we could wait all the way up till the draft, right, and figure this out. And how does this really affect things right now going forward? It's interesting, too, because I I wonder if the posturing is to let this happen after the draft. Mm, I I do wonder how much of the salary cap gymnastics. I I mean, look, I I think between Aaron Rodgers coming out and saying what he said on the McAfee show about how his intentions, I think – a little odd to hear him talk about Nathaniel Hackett as being this like great, meaningful coach in his career, uh, seeing how poorly he did in Denver. But apparently the Jets signing him mattered. And then the rumored, you know, wish list from Aaron Rodgers, they are si- like they signed Aaron. Uh, they signed Lazard, which, yeah. again, why are you signing Lazard with your wide receiver room if you're not trying to get Aaron Rodgers? So I think the posturing right now is that the Jets are not trying to give up the two picks, the two first-round picks yeah. that the Packers want. I think the Packers have to get a little bit more realistic. I mean, not not to say that Aaron Rodgers is Jared Goff, but maybe we need to be looking at something, or Matt Stafford, maybe the deal has to be a little bit more like that, hmm. where you know Jared Goff, got, Jared Goff and Stafford got dealt for each other, but you kind of the, the, decide taking on uh the contract aka the lions and jared goff they got some picks to come with it and so i wonder if the deal ends up looking kind of like that i believe that was a couple first round picks spread over a couple years uh that being said i I think you know if you're a football fan aaron Rodgers is joining what could be the tough one of the toughest divisions in football he's leaving a conference that's easy to go to one of the what might be one of the tougher divisions in the clearly the toughest conference Oh, and yeah. I, I just, you know, as a lifelong Giants fan, knowing that when you, you say to someone the Jets are going to jet, like this this is just the all-time, like they're flying at 30,000 feet and the yeah. engines just stop working. Yeah. Because I, I, couldn't, I couldn't predict a more, like, masterful, like, soap opera-like offseason than the Jets are having now. And there's so much love outpouring to the coach and what, they, what the good roster build they've been doing participating in and to for them to throw it all out just to have Aaron Rodgers for that one or two years of a you know maybe we can get a championship and to tie it back to Cam Newton I think Zach Wilson playing in the NFL Joe Flacco playing in the NFL might have a re- might be part of the reason Cam thinks he can still play in the, the NFL. cojones don't want Zach Wilson talking Did you, I mean what is he doing about I, I Aaron Rodgers you know Growing up in New York, I was a I was a Knicks fan, and I was a big, big John Starks fan. And John Starks had what we like to call irrational confidence. Yes, and you does. always need a guy on your team with irrational confidence. And, and ideally, your quarterback has a little of that irrational confidence. But I think I think Zach Wilson seems to be completely unaware of how he has performed on the field. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, at this point, Zach Wilson's a complete wild card. I think they just have to get him off the team. You have to give him a second shot, a la Sam to. Darnold. Clearly, clearly, you guys are a graveyard for quarterbacks. And so, <laughs> yeah, I, I just... I would like it to be over, though, because I'm done talking about Aaron Rodgers and Me I'm too. done talking about Odell. All right, so I'll put you on the spot, then you're going to, uh, we'll go to commercial break. Uh, can, the, can Sean Payton turn the Broncos around? 
Because yes. I, I, you know, Russell Wilson's still there. Um, look, at, I'm not the biggest fan of what's going on on the field. Um, he's a great guy. I don't know if he can turn it around. I think I think he's got still a lot of you know love for football, but I don't know. I I, I don't know. I think uh, I think he, Sean Payton is doing things that make sense. I mean, if you see the way he built his roster in in New Orleans, for example, like I think Sam, I think P Ryan was signed to kind of come in and fulfill the Al, Alvin Kamara role. I think you have, you know, you you have the bruising back with Latavius Murray. Um, whatever they can get uh, from Javante Williams would be a, a bonus coming off a, a pretty serious injury. You do still have a quarterback. Now, I think the difference is we're going to see a different Russ. I mean, okay. when you watch those Drew Brees teams, it was all about completion percentage. It was all about getting the ball into your playmaker's hands. And so I do expect there to be a little bit better of a plan. And game to game, I don't know if there's a better game planner than Sean Payton. So I think you have to upgrade him there. Now, let's see what they do with their receivers that are like rumored to be on the trade block. Like We could be talking about a Broncos team rolling out Tim Patrick, K.J. Hamler, and some undrafted guy we don't know yet. Wow. wow. Well, let's uh, change the subject with uh, talk a little bit about NCAA basketball and a Sweet 16 and uh, a prediction here. Uh, well, we got to go. We got to go to break, but we'll put you on the spot. Who's going to win it? Give me Kansas State. I love that five foot seven guard, Noel. Love the love the onions wow. on that kid. Kansas <laughs> love State. Love the onions on that kid. All right. Yeah, we do. Uh, sports gambling podcast. Find them all over the place. Appreciate it, Ryan Kramer. As always, you're the man. Enjoy the day. Bye bye. There you go. More to come live here from Living the Good Life show here in Dallas, Texas. Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back. Either way.